Mo'ed Katan Dafir, the last thing we're discussing was a woman who's allowed to do her makeup on Hola Mo'ed. We talked about that even if Yehuda allowed her to put the lime stuff to take it off, even on Hola Mo'ed, because she's going to be happy later. And with that, we're starting Yod Amud Aleph, straight from the beginning. Hahidyot Tofer Kedarko, a simple person, a layman, a person who's not a tailor, is allowed to sew regular on Hola Mo'ed. And Tosfot right away points out that the important thing is, number one, it has to be for the holiday. It has to be something that you're not going to lose. Because if it's something that you're going to lose, if there's a loss, then you're allowed to do it regular. So the Gemara starts, What's a simple person? So If it's a person who can't pull out a full needle at once, meaning he has to do a lot of stitches, okay, so that guy is a simpleton. If he can't make a straight line by the hem, then okay, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. He's not a professional. So he said a tailor, someone who's a professional, he does uh, temporary stitching. So my machliv, what does that mean, temporary stitching? He skips, he doesn't do it straight. He skips uh, parts. And Rababa Shmuel Amar Shine Kalbeta, he does dog teeth, meaning he doesn't do it in a straight line, up, down, up, down, not straight. Now we learned in the Mishnah Mesarginita Mitot, we interweave the cords of the frame of the bed, and Rabbi Yossi says, Mimatin, we tighten it. So the Gemara asks, My Mesarginu, my Mimatin, what's interweave and what's tightening? Kiatar of Dimi, one of Dimi came from Eretzel, Amar, Plige Bar Bihia Bar Abavir Biasi. So there's a Machloket, Vitarvayu Mishemet Hiskiaver Bihanan, they're both saying it in the name of Hiskian and Bihanan. So Hadamar, one of them, one of them, Rabihia or Rabiasi said, that Miss that Hiskia uh, or Bihanan said, Misargin Sheti Vairev, Misargin means we interweave uh, crisscross, Umimatin means just Sheti, just the ones going up to down, Beloirev, without the ones going from right to left. Behadamar, the other one said, Misargin is Sheti Beloirev, the other one said, we interweave means we stretch the, the ones going up to down without the ones going uh, from right to left. And tightening means if it was loose, so according to the first explanation, the mahloket is with a crisscross. However, just uh, stretch, stretching it from up to down is not a problem. It's according to everyone, it's okay. And according to the second explanation, second rabbi, that crisscross is asur to everyone, and the mahloket is if you're just tightening it from up to down. So now the Gemara asks, Ini. We're asking on the second perush. Is that true that just uh, stretching it is that's only just stretching it up to down is mutar? Everyone agrees, Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yossi, that you're not allowed to braid new ropes to begin with. According to the one who says that interweaving is crisscross is and tightening means you uh, you set it up just the lengthwise not from right to left now I understand the Hiddush where it says I understand why you can't braid new ropes it's too much work to make these ropes but according to the one who says that interweaving is just up the, uh, the lengthwise and doing it 
crisscross is a sort of according to everyone umimathin tining means shemayara foi hayamathof it was loose you stretch it out now the question is hashta shetiva ayrev amatlo crisscross is not allowed habalim lechatchilam vibaya do we even have to mention that making new ropes is asur of course it's asur and the gemara ends off kasha you're right this brayta would be a problem according to the one who says that misagin interweaving is is only allowed when you're doing it up to down. So the Ritva explains, it says, Kashya natiupta, because Kashya means there is an answer, just the Gemara didn't, uh, didn't answer it. And what would be the answer? You could say that crisscross is asur because it's too much work. You could technically sleep on a bed that is all, that only has ropes to the lengthwise. Meaning it's not so hashuv, but maybe to make ropes would be mutar, because if you don't have ropes, you're going to end up sleeping on the floor. Maybe it would be mutar, and that's why the Baraita came to give me a hidush, that it's asur. So that's where Ritva brings it down, that maybe there is a hidush, that's why it's a kashia, not a tiyufta. Okay, either way, Amal Rav Nachman Baitz Hakler Bichiyah Barabin, Mi'ika Leman De'amal, is there anyone who says that Mesagin means sheti below erev, that means lengthwise, but not from right to left. Vehatnan, Rabbi Meir Omer, Hamita, what's a uh, mita is only becomes able to become tameh, Mishi Srogba, Shelosha Batim. It's only when you interweave three, uh, three ropes uh, going uh, from right to left, meaning it's only considered a bed, Legabe Tum'a. Once there's a crisscross of three areas, three lines going back and forth. So you see that Mesagin means crisscross, not just one way. Rather, when Ravin came from Israel, he argues on Rabbi and Amar Bimsagin Kule Alma Loplige. Crisscross, everyone agrees. See, everyone agrees the Shtiva Arab, it's a crisscross. And the Mishnah, the real Mahloket is Bimmathin, when stretching. One rabbi held that mematchin means that you just put the you set the ropes from up to down, not the right to left. That if it was loose, you stretch it out. And according to the BOC, you're not allowed to do even just the, the lengthwise. That's asur. And whether according to the one who says the lengthwise is mutar, and according to the one who said you just a lot of tighten, there's still a machloket with a crisscross, and that's why the Brayta had to come and say that braiding these ropes lechatchila is asur according to everyone. So metive, you're allowed to interweave the bed, but and of course you're allowed to stretch. Like we said before. So it allows you to stretch, but not to interweave. Some say not to even tie in at all, period. And now the Gemara is going to take that Yeshomrim and try to understand what Mimatchin means in our Mishnah. So, according to the one who said Mimatchin in our Mishnah, which is Mutar, is Sheti Belo'erev, is just going from up to down without going right to left. Now I understand why the Yeshomrim come to argue and say, that it's asur to do even just the lengthwise without the right to left. But according to the one who says it's tightening, means tightening. Is there is there a svarat to say anyone willing to say such a thing that even tightening is asur in holam You didn't do anything over there. Why should it be asur that you have to come be matirat? 
You could put that area with with different clothing, pillows, covers. You could fill up that area and sleep on that, and therefore And therefore, they hold you're not allowed to do the extra work of tightening those ropes on holamoid. So they're very mahir. Next Mishnah: one may set up a stove, an oven, a mill on Holomoyed, Rabbi Uda Omer, and Mechabeshin et Arechaim Batechila. Rabbi Uda says you're not allowed to make these millstones, Lechatechila on Holomoyed. And the Gemara starts, my Mechabeshin, what's this making, this chiseling that they were arguing about? So Rabbi Uda Amar, Menaker Rechaya, you take the stones and you cut grooves into it. Because remember, wheat cannot uh, just be crushed on something flat. You need something with the grooves in order to crush them. Rabbi Hayel Amar, Bataina, it's a hole that you do in the middle of the mill stones. And you put all the grain in there and the other stone crushes it. So now, Metive, we have a bright time. Amidin Tanur Vechirayim Bamoed, you'll have to set up a oven, a stove on Hol Moed, Ubilvat Shalik Mo Melachtan, as long as you don't finish, you'll leave something for Shinui. That's the very big Izer. Bahachamim Umrim, Afig Mo, you go ahead and finish it, not a problem, that's Tanakama and Armishnah. Rabbi Uda, Omer Mishnah, Rabbi Uda says in his name, Amidin Eta Hadasha, you set up the old one, Umechabeshin Eta Ishana, and you fix the old one. Uh, we'll see what mechabshin means in a second. Some say you don't do mechabshin to the millstones at all, period, even if it's an old one. So, according to Rabbi Uda, who explained that mechabshin is menakere haya, where you cut the grooves into those stones, now I understand why you have to do that on hola moed, because maybe after a while it got flat and now you have to fix the grooves. But according to Rabbi Uda, who said mechabshin is batayna, making that hole in the middle of the stones, why does the old one need a hole? It, it's been there for a long time. It's been uh, crushing grain for a long time. The hole is already there. You just want to make it a little bit bigger so you could put more grain in at a time. Avhuna heard that this man was uh, fixing his mill on Holomite. Amar Manhai Ithil Gufe, whoever this is, his body should be desecrated because he's desecrating Holomoid. Why? Rabuna Sabala Kayesh Omrim, he holds like the Yeshom in the Braita that says you that says you don't fix the, the mill at all. Uh, like Rabbi Uda said that Mechabshin means you're cutting the grooves. And Darash Rav Hama Nokrin Haim Bamoed, you're allowed to uh, fix the grooves on the millstone on Holomoed. And the Ritva explains either he's talking about making grooves in an old one or making a hole in a new one. And the Rabbi Meir Amar Sus Sherochev Alav, Hamor Sherochev Alav, the donkey, the horse that someone rides on, Mutali told Siporaim, you're allowed to cut its nails on Holomoed because if not, it's going to pain the, the horse, the donkey, and they won't be able to walk. Meaning, in order for someone to be able to use the horse and donkey properly on Holomoyed, he's allowed to do some maintenance. But the donkey that goes around the millstones, you're not allowed to cut its nails because it doesn't do that much walking and it won't hurt as much. And therefore, it'll continue working no matter how long the nails are. Do it after Holomoyed. Raviuda was lenient. He allowed them to, to cut the nails of the donkey going around the mill. And he even allows 
the setting up of the millstones, to build the millstones, what it means, either you're setting up uh, wood that the stones go on it for the millstones, or to make a duct so the water could go through and turn the millstones. Uh, and to build a stable for the animals. Rab allowed to comb a horse with metal comb. And to build this uh, sort of like a bucket where the horses eat out of or they drink out of. To make uh, some sort of bench out of the stones. Rabbah even allowed to let blood from an animal for medical purposes. We have a braita that helps you. We let blood for an animal. And we don't stop any medicine for an animal. And here's an interesting Tosafot. That we're talking about on Holomoid, if it has a melacha, we're allowed to do that on Holomoid. But if there's no melacha, he would allow it even on Shabbat. If it's only a gezerah, because you might come to crush, if there's no actual melacha, someone's matir even on Shabbat, and that's what the halacha is like. Rabbah allowed scrubbing of clothing on Holomoid, meaning he felt that it was a layman's work. It wasn't a professional work, and that's why you're allowed to do it. Or maybe he only allowed it in a non-professional way. Because it's not professional. That's why you're allowed to do Holomoid. Which is either steaming clothing, ironing clothing, putting spices to make it smell nice, or just putting pleats around the sleeves. All that is asir. Why? Very simple. It's a professional thing, and that's why it's Asur. Now, the Gemara is going to bring the following Melachot that Lechora is mutar to do, but it all depends on the intention. If the intention is for something that's Asur, then it's Asur. So, if a person is fixing the ground, if you're trying to fix a, a mill place, a place so you could crush the grain on Holomoyed, and you, so you're doing it for Holomoyed, then it's Shared and it's Mutar. If you're trying to fix the ground, you're trying to plow it in order to make it uh, plantable after the holiday, or on the holiday even, Asir. It's Asur because you don't need it for the actual holiday. So, how does the person know what's the person's real intention? So, if you're taking up uh, the, uh, the stuff from a mound and you're putting on another mound or from a low area and you're putting on another low area, meaning the land is not straight, and that means you're doing it for the millstone area and it's allowed. But if you're trying to flan out the area and you're taking it from a mound and putting it in a hole, you're trying to fix the ground, that's why it's Asur. Now, this is the way Tosfot explains it. Rashi has a different girsa. He says, if you're taking the, the mound stuff and putting it on the mound, that's for the land. Because when a person is going to uh, is going to plow his field, he doesn't care if it's uh, perfect. And he just, you know, just he plows. And that's why, if you're not being perfect, that's uh, asur. But if you're trying to be perfect, then you're doing it for the mill area, for the crushing the grains, and that's why it would be mutar.
If a person's clearing the twigs from the field, if it's just to get twigs, you want to use it for fire, it's mutar. But if it's to fix up the ground so you could plant it later, that's asir. So how, how would you know? If he takes the big ones and leaves the small one, so he's trying to take wood to, to burn. That's mutar. But if he's taking big and small ones, he's trying to clean up the floor, and then it's asur. That's called, that's part of horish. If a person opens the gate where the water comes in from the river to his field, if he's trying to catch fish, you want to eat, it's a mutar. But if you're trying to get water into your field, that's asir. You're not allowed to do that. And again, we're talking about a field that doesn't need water. So what exactly, how would I be able to figure this out? So if he opens both doors of the field, a bottom door and the lower and the top door, so the this way the water could go in and the fish could go in, then he's trying to get fish and it's mutar. But if you're only opening up one door, meaning the one that water goes in, that's already you're trying to just fix the land, and that's asur. If a person is taking off the bad branches of a tree, if you're trying to feed the bad branches to animals, it's allowed. If you're trying to fix up the tree, that's asir. How would I know the difference? If you're taking them all from one side, and you're taking whether the wet ones, the dry ones, you're trying to feed the animal, that's allowed. If you're taking them all from both sides, and you're only taking off the dry ones, then you're trying to fix up the tree, and that's That's a sword These unripe dates migzerin who sharet to cut them into two pieces and make them edible that's allowed however it might seem but if you're trying to preserve them for after the holiday that's asir and if now even to preserve them is allowed why because if i leave them on the tree they're they're going to get eaten up by worms and it's like merchandise that's going to get lost and on that, any type of business, even if is asur, if there's a loss, mutar. And what exactly is a loss is up for discussion. If you just pay attention to Rashi a second, it says, mutar, she, uh, all the way to the second to last line of Rashi. Meaning, said, if you have a loss, if you don't do it, then it's mutar. But to just stam do it and not make any money, that would be asur. And Tosfot explains, if let's say after the holiday, you're not going to lose from the principal. You're just not going to make as much. That would be asur. And same thing with buying. If you're going to buy something at a cheaper rate right now, then you should buy it now because you might lose money after the holiday. And he brings a Rishon, a Ben Yosef. Who says no? It's asur because as long as you could buy wine later, that's be allowed. So it's a look at exactly what that Ved is. Very good to look into that sugya. Another point uh, Rebbeinu Yaakov brings down is lending with interest. Obviously, it, let's say to goyim, if you're doing it in a regular sit down in your office way, that would be a problem. But if it just happened to be someone knocking on your door and he wants to borrow money then that would be a sword that's not called a business. Very interesting sugyot in the, these two tosfots. Very good. I look into the whole anyan of Davara Aved on Hola Moed. Now, just one of those special stories. The Gemara tells us, Rabbi Nahava Le'ahu Aiska Da'avam Mishita Al-Feh. 
Rabina had a merchandise, we had a business deal that could have been sold for 6,000 zoos on Hola Moed. Shaya, he waited, he sold it at the end of the day after Hola Moed. And he ended up selling it for 12000 so he made double just by waiting that week. Rabina, the people of Bnei Akera Shanvata, they owed him money. Ata lekamid Ravashe, he went to Ravashe, and Amalei, he told Ravashe, Maolim can I go now to go pick it up? And Amalei, Ravashe told him, Kevan deidna, who demashkahat leu? If now is the time you could go find them, biomei harina lo mashkahatu, you're not gonna be able to find them a different time. It's like merchandise that might get lost and you're allowed to go get your money on Holomoid. Same thing with the same story. Meaning, we're not allowed to do business with the Goyim within three days of their holidays. There's a fear that they might uh, go afterwards and say thank you to their Avodah Zara. And we learned Holchin Leyarid were allowed to go to the uh, to the marketplace or the day of the marketplace. by animals, slaves, uh, maidservants, batim houses, sadot fields, vineyards, and you allowed to do different uh, signing and verifications of documents in their uh, secular court system. Why? Because you're saving from them. Because if you don't do it now while they're in their marketplace right before the holidays, you're never going to catch them. And that could be the heter for going to different goyim holiday seasonal sales. Even though you're going at their time, it could be because this is the best time to find it. And if you don't go now, you're going to get a loss. Maybe that's Amutar, very good to look into why are we allowed to go to those sales today. We'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem Le'olam. Amen ve'amen.